Hear ye, hear ye. Second string podcast is back. Coming off a Detroit Lions win? That's insane that I'm saying that. The Detroit Lions have won a football game in the NFL Football League. We're two and three, baby. We're two and three. I was saying it. I said it last week. I said it against the Saints, even though we got mollywhopped. This team still has life. You look at these next seven games now that the Jags are through with. It's fucking cake, people. It is cake. All these people on Twitter this week saying, I hope we lose. Let's just get this season over. Dude, what the? F- what are you talking about? Why? Look at the next eight games. The, I think the best team we play is like Indy, and Phillip Rivers is their quarterback. Why are we just like, oh, mail it in? Dude, we have the easiest schedule maybe ever the next eight games, and people are ready to just fucking mail it in. Guys, relax. We just dominated. I mean, I don't want to get too ahead of myself because the Jaguars are fucking an abomination to the sport, but we just dominated the Jags. Like, from the first minute to the last minute, just shoved our fists down their throats, and they couldn't do anything about it. They had no answer for anything we did today. And by God, I'm going to say it, the defense looked actually fucking good. Now, I don't know if that's because Minshew – I mean, Minshew is bad pretty objectively. I think most people would say that. But he does have the – he's got the hair. He's got the mustache. He dances pregame. Minshew magic is a thing. And we fucking shoved him into a locker and pulled his undies over his head. It was easy. I mean, he looked like a high school quarterback that got thrown into an NFL game. He was terrible. The receivers – I know that, like, Chark's pretty good, Cole's pretty good. Chanel's pretty good. Like they didn't do anything. They couldn't run the ball. Um, the tackling was at times good and at times not good. We were physical. When's the last time you've seen both offensively and defensively? When's the last time you've seen a Detroit Lions game that physical? Like we looked like we just wanted to fucking hurt somebody. We didn't even care about the score or if we move the ball forward, or if we stop them, it looked like every play, all 11 guys were like, I'm going to just body somebody, and that's the only thing that matters on this play. I mean, we were fucking laying the wood. It was awesome. It's like the first time I feel like I've ever seen a Detroit Lions team. Like, during the game, multiple times, I'm sitting there like, why are we so – we're, like, being insanely physical. Why? We don't do this. We never do this. We're, t- we're hitting people. The O-line is just moving, guys. We're running the ball effectively. We're fucking DeAndre Swift, that run. He put that guy in the hospital. I mean, he's got a family, DeAndre. I love it, though. He said, "Uh, can I juke this guy or maybe just go down? He's like, no, I'm going to put my shoulder pad through this guy's forehead, and he's going to wake up with a migraine for the next four days. I mean, that was the most impressive run I've seen from a Lions running back maybe in my life. He picked up like 15 yards and then just decides, yeah, um, and while I'm at it, I'm going to literally give this guy a week-long migraine to finish off the run. I mean, when you're when our running back is being physical, he's finishing runs, falling forward, fucking blasting people in the mouth, that's when you know you're being physical. And we did it all day. He did it. Okuda, I thought, had a few great tackles. He had the one, uh, I think Jacksonville was like in our inside our 10. I don't know if they – I think they ended up scoring anyway, but it was like a third and short, and Okuda just popped the dude, James Robinson, in the hole. We had the one play where Okuda had uh, Chark 
had his legs and Trey Flowers. It was a fucking hospital pass. Shark turned around and it was bah, brick wall, brick wall. I mean, we were just hitting, getting after the quarterback too. What? What happened? Did the bye week like? Did we just forget that we're the Detroit Lions over this bye week? I don't know what. That was like the most enjoyable Lions game I've watched in years. Honestly, not even, not exaggerating, not trying to be funny. Literally the most fun I've had watching the Lions in years where it was, like I said, fucking start to finish. We are the better team. We're more physical. We want it more. We're smarter. We're better. We're better looking. We're from Detroit. You're from Jacksonville. You stink. We don't. That's what it was from zero to 60. Fucking four quarters too. None of that first half will we'll, we'll score a couple times and then put up a field goal and that's it in the second. None of that. None of the, oh, we have a 10-point lead. All right, we'll give you eight-yard ru- eight under routes all day. No, none of that. None of, oh, Gardner Minshew, we're going to rush four and let him sit back there all day on every single critical third down. None of that. I mean, we kind of it, – it, I'm not going to lie, it was pissing me off a little bit in the second half because we slowed down. But in that first half, we were coming after him. Third downs. We were dialing up blitzes. I don't think I've ever seen Matt Patricia dial up a third down blitz in my life. Third down, we're sending five, six guys. We're running these weird twists and stunts, and all of a sudden, Jared Davis is blitzing up the middle. Minshew's getting the ball, and he's got a guy right in his fucking grill. That's what I'm talking about. That's what we've been missing. That's why, not the only reason, but that is what everybody who's watched the Lions for the last three years Everybody has said, except for Patricia for some reason, that's been the problem with this team is you just give the other quarterback all fucking day. He sets up a lawn chair, gets the picnic basket out, and then throws it 40 yards with nobody around him. That's been the issue. That's been the key issue where if you can point to one thing on the defense. Now, granted, obviously I'd love to be able to rush for every down and just get pressure. That would be incredible. I watched – in 2015, I watched the Michigan State team where we would just rush for every down and you still were going to get pressure. Like it was third and 10. All right, we're going to rush for and the quarterback's going to have three seconds max because Shalee Calhoun, Lawrence Thomas, Malik McDowell are just too good and going to get to the quarterback. Ideally, ideally the Lions would be able to do that. Clearly, clearly not the case. So finally, after two years and what, five games, Matt Patricia's realized, you know, it's, you know, it's weird. We never get pressure when I rush four and it's a passing down. So the quarterback just sits there and throws to whoever, maybe, I don't know, maybe I should try like rushing more guys so they can't block everyone and people get to the quarterback. Maybe that'll work. Uh, you think rocket scientist, you think we've been fucking get a Twitter account, bro. We've been saying it for years. It's the most obvious flaw with our defense is we just refuse. Not only can we not, that's the flaw. We can't run or we can't pressure the quarterback with four. And then we refuse to do anything like blitzing that would maybe aid our attempts to to pressure the passer. Finally, he did it. And in that first half, you could tell it was apparent. It was apparent. Third down, third and eight, like third and long, those passing downs. We were bringing a guy. We were bringing two guys. All of a sudden, Gardner Minshew doesn't have all day. I think I read the Lions this week had like 17 quarterback pressures, something like that. And in the last three games combined, we've had nine. Think about that for a second. Nine in three games. 
and we had 17 yesterday. I mean, you could tell they're definitely hit a point. Like I said, I was fucking, I was annoyed because it's, we parked the bus for some reason in the second half, but you could tell in the second half on some of those third downs, it was back to the, all right, rush four. Hopefully someone gets off a block or he just throws it into coverage or whatever. But in that first half, when it was still an even keel game, I mean, we were up like two touchdowns at that point. But in the first half, when it was still a close game back and forth, on those third downs, we were sending guys. We were making a concerted effort to get to the quarterback. Finally. Finally, Matt Patricia. Thank you. Thank you. Now, a lot of people aren't going to like this. But you have you have to give the rocket scientist a little bit of credit there. Don't get me wrong; I still hate the guy. Whether we make the playoffs and win a playoff game or lose the, every game from here on out, he, she should have been fired two weeks ago. I still think he should be fired at the end of this year, no matter what happens. Obviously, if we win a playoff game or something, that's not going to happen. But you have to give him credit. He finally, he finally made a change finally he for some reason as smart as he is the guru rocket science scientist einstein of football it took him over two years to realize pressuring the quarterbacks an important aspect of defense and it took him that long to realize hey when i don't get pressure with four guys maybe i need to blitz a guy or two to help get pressure because that's the integral part of playing defense at least he finally figured it out, and he finally made a change. I mean, finally. Lions fans, we've been saying it for how long? Please. Like, it was he was, he was a real-life definition of insanity. Where you try something, you try the same thing over and over and over and over again, and you expect a different result. That's what he was doing for two years. We were getting torched. Mitch Trubisky torched us. Aaron Rodgers torched us. Drew Brees torched us. Four pass rushers. Nothing. Aaron Rodgers didn't even get – I don't think he got pressured once in that Green Bay game. We get no sacks. We never even hit the quarterback. We don't even get near him. We don't even make him uncomfortable and claustrophobic. He refused to change it. And finally, finally, I don't know what happened. I don't know if Bob Quinn was like, all right, dude, it's been fucking two, two and a quarter years rush the goddamn passer. I don't know if Sheila Ford got the game ball and was like, hey, Matt, I'm going to shove this up your ass if you don't rush the passer a little bit this week. I don't know if it was the players like dip, dip shit. We need to blitz like Jared Davis sitting there like, coach, I've seen the PFF grades. When you put me in coverage, I suck. When I get to rush the passer, good things happen. Just let me rush the passer. Like, I don't know if the people around Patricia got in his ear and were like, hey, man, maybe it's time we try this or if they just took the responsibility out of his hands altogether and were like, bro, like I'm just going to do – like Jared Davis is like, listen, I'm going to just fucking – I'm rushing the passer this game. Like I don't know if they got to the point where like over the bye week they're like, hey, man, your way clearly isn't working. Like I get it. You're the smartest guy that's ever walked the planet Earth. But maybe, just maybe, since it hasn't been working, we can try someone else's way and see if it works this week. Like – if we blitz on third downs and and it and they burn us and we still lose and it doesn't work and the defense still gives up a ton of points, all right, fine. Where what's the worst that happened though? We just lost another game because our defense sucks. Like so, we're in the same spot. Or we blitz, we rush the passer, we get after the QB, we take a little bit of the burden off the defensive backs, 
and it works, all of a sudden we only give up 16 points. All of a sudden Matt Stafford doesn't need to lead a game-winning drive. All of a sudden we don't blow a double-digit lead. All of a sudden we win your 11th game in two and a quarter years. I don't know what happened. I don't know what happened, but something happened. And whether it was Patricia changing his mind on his own, maybe he reads Twitter, maybe people got in his ear, maybe Sheila, like I said, threatened to ball up his ass. I don't know. But you have to give him credit for getting over his fucking ego, which I don't know why that – keeping it positive. I don't know why that clown has an ego, but he got over it. He decided, all right, maybe my way isn't necessarily always right 100% of the time, no matter what the voice inside my head keeps telling me. Let's try something else. And it worked. The Lions won. They fucking dominated. Feels good. It feels good. Like I woke up today. Listen, I was tired. I had a headache all day yesterday. Hangover fairy. Shout out to Logan. Got to me on Saturday. This feels a little bit better. This makes Monday better. Knowing the Lions took care of business and it wasn't like a a, a game, a win you don't feel good about where it's like a last second from the jaws of defeat. Like, oh shit, that was a close one. It was like a fuck yes. Like we, we manhandled that football team. Absolutely manhandled. And listen, the offense was great too. The offense was great too. I don't think I've said I've said on here before. I don't think at any point this year the offense has been the the personnel. I don't think has been the direct cause of losing these games. Like I don't think it's Stafford. The O line's been good. I think the running backs. I've, you know the swift drop and against the Bears that hurt, but the receivers have been good. Getting Kenny Galladay back is huge. I mean that guy is. I feel like he's pretty highly regarded, but he's still just so underrated. That dude's a monster. That that free play when he just went up and fucking snatched it over the defensive back. I mean, that was some Calvin Johnson type shit. That was big time. That was big time. He changes this offense. He becomes a guy where, and you saw it in the red zone too. There were a few plays where Stafford was looking for Galladay or whatever, and he was being double covered. He had a guy on him, and he had a guy over the top just fucking waiting for the ball to go to him. That changes the game. When you have a guy, even if he's not going to get the ball in those spots, if he's drawing two defenders, boom, numbers game. Guess what? If he's drawing two, guess what? TJ Hawkinson's getting one-on-one with a guy that's too small for him or a guy that's too slow for him. Guess what? Marvin Jones is getting one-on-one with no safety help. Danny Amendola's getting a one-on-one with no help. That's game-changing. And those two guys aren't worried about the run game anymore. They're preoccupied trying to stop fucking Minitron, Kenny Galladay. He's been great. Bob Quinn, you got to pay that man. But I think the issue that has come with this Lions team, when the offense has struggled, when we have those shitty second halves, I don't think it's come from the players. I think it's come from the philosophy, whether it's Patricia or Bevel and the play calling, where we go into a second half, we have a 10-point lead, and but we think we're up 50, and there's just no conceivable way they can come back on us. We think we have the 85 Bears defense and we got a three-touchdown lead. So we call offense like that. We call run, run, pass. Oh, didn't work. Well, excuse me. <clears throat> Ooh, run, run, pass. Oh, didn't work. Punt. Took a minute off the clock. Punt. Like all of a sudden in the second half, we love to just become ultra conservative like the game's already signed, sealed, and delivered. And I hate that. I hate that. I think that's been obviously the defense has held the brunt of the blame for, you know, blowing some of these leads, not winning some of these games. But at the same time, the offense becoming conservative has contributed to that because not only are we not scoring points, 
But when you have like back-to-back three-and-out drives because your first two plays are two runs that go for like three yards, not only are you not scoring points, you're not burning clock, your defense is barely resting, and you're losing momentum. You're giving the offense to the other team. You're giving them momentum. They're all of a sudden like, shit, we just get to keep going back on the field. Like These guys aren't going to score on us. It's on us now. They got more motivation. They believe it's attainable because that first drive, or maybe it was our second, but when we were, I think we were up like 13 or 14 and the Jags scored and it was like, all right, let's fucking get one. The touchdown to make it 31. It was like, let's score a touchdown here and just remove their will to play. We marched down the field. We scored. It was like maybe midway or end of the third. We scored to put it back to a three touchdown game. And it was like, yes, thank you. Like that's just because we're up 14 doesn't mean the game's over. Like Jacksonville's still allowed to score. We marched it down their throats like a five-minute drive, scored a touchdown, and it was like, yes, fucking we are not letting up. That, that is the key to the second-half offense is we need to be calling plays. Obviously, unless the game, it's obvious, like two minutes left, they don't have timeouts, just run the ball and leave them with 30 seconds, like where it's obvious, just run the ball. But when it's third quarter, early fourth, we need to be calling offense like it's a 0-0 game. We need to always be calling offense like six minutes or more left in the game, call offense like it's zero zero. That's the key. Trust Stafford. He's not going to do anything stupid. He understands the situation. Listen, that's the difference. Call offense, call plays like it's zero zero. But if Stafford, if no one's open, Stafford now, if he's if he's got a 14 point lead, he's probably not throwing a jump ball that he's throwing if we're down seven. You know, he's probably a little more careful. But call offense, and if Danny Danny Amendola's wide open in the middle of the field. Stafford's going to make that throw. We're going to pick up a first down instead of running it three times for five yards and punting it. Great job. Great job. Players, I thought, I thought obviously DeAndre Swift was fucking incredible. Actually, let's take a break and then I'll do a player review and then looking forward. So quick break. We'll be right back. All right. So like I said, Swift fucking great game obviously like first rookie 100 yard rusher with two tds since barry sanders i mean legend status right there love to see love to see more than anything him bounce back he had that huge drop week one against the bears which we'd be three and two you know what shit happens he shook it off and he played awesome that's the best game from a running back we've had i don't even know like in forever since literally barry sanders probably he was incredible like I said earlier, he was physical. Like you could see on a, at the end of a lot of his runs, like he'd have the opportunity to go out of bounds and he would just go into guys. He would like, he was seeking out people to hit, to finish off these runs. Like you could tell, I don't know what happened at the bye week, but this team was just fucking pissed. They probably realized that even though they're one and three at the bye, they're a better team. They deserve to be better than one and three. They heard the noise about the defense, about the offense not being able to finish games. They come out. This team looked like they were pissed off. DeAndre Swift, I thought, did a great job of leading by example, being just physical. That run alone where he just – I mean, that was like the biggest hit I've seen this entire year, and it's coming from a running back while he's got the ball. Like, that's what I'm fucking talking about. That's how you send a message too. O-line sees that, defense sees that, Stafford sees that, and they're like, let's go, man. And then the fans, I'm sitting there like, I'm fucking beating my chest in, in the family room like, let's go. I'm not even on the team, and I'm fucking amped up. I'm like, let's go. Physical, man. 
not to mention O-line, I thought did a great job. I don't know if Stafford got sacked. I feel he probably did once, but I feel like he he was well protected all day. Obviously, we were able to run the ball, so the play action was there. I again they went away from it in the second half. I know we had the lead, but I'd like to see it more. But in the first half, I think we did a great job of mixing in those first down play actions, and it felt like they were there, whether it was like Amendola, Hawk, Galladay. We started or we ran the ball early. The play actions came into effect. People were getting open. Stafford played a clean game, I thought. Um, he had that nice scramble at the start of the game for the first down. His throws looked sharp. That play to Galladay was real nice. I thought he threw another deep ball to Marvin Hall that I thought should have been a pass interference, but whatever. Um, over the middle, he was good. He took care of it. O-line, protect him. They were moving guys, running the ball. I mean, we were. it felt like, for the most part, we, we were running the ball. It was like four, five, six yards a pop. Like we were, we were getting good yardage early in the downs, which is always key. AP had a few. Carrion had a few. DeAndre Swift had that long one, obviously. I wish... I really wanted him to just like fucking blow people away with his speed and just outburn that guy. I kind of thought he should have just kept running and and tried to stiff arm that dude or hope that dude missed the tackle rather than slowing down and cutting back. But either way, that was a nice play. Hawk had a touchdown again, man. Feed that guy. TJ Hawkinson needs the football more. Look at George Kittle. Look at Travis Kelsey. That's who Hawk is. Like, give him the ball. Give him the opportunity to show. I know he had the one drop on the sideline where he kind of laid out. Tough play. Not the best throw in the world by Stafford. A little bit in front of him. I still thought Hawk probably should have came down with it. Those are the plays where it's like if you if Hawk wants to level up, like those are the plays I think he's got to start making. But either way, I thought he did a better job blocking. Um, it was Swift's t- – Second touchdown, we just ran it right off Hawk's ass, and he just pushed the dude like five yards into the end zone, which you love to see because he's been getting ridiculed for his blocking this year. He was great defensively. Okuda got toasted early a couple times, but I thought he bounced back well. He was getting coverage. He made a few tackles, like I said. He had a few like bigger hits too, not anything crazy, but like you know, he he came to the ball ready to ready to make some noise. Thought he was good. Awarie was great, especially without Trufant and Coleman again. Are these guys ever going to play for us, by the way? Like, what the hell? D-line, I thought everybody upgraded. Trey Flowers had a couple big plays. He had the fumble, there the strip sack, and then um, that play in coverage. Okwara was good. Davis, highest-ranked PFF guy we had this week. That'll do. I'm trying to think who else. Everybody. Only only downside this week was Jack Fox didn't get to put on a show. That guy, best punter in football. He didn't really get to do much, but whatever. Prater was solid too. Or yeah, Prater Prater missed one though, didn't he? I think so. I, I kind of want to pull up the stats, but is it worth it? Probably not. Everybody. Just a good game. I don't know. It was it was nice to just watch a a four quarter enjoyable good football game. Made me feel good about myself. And like I've been saying. Don't you dare quit on this season. Don't you dare. Look at the next look at the next six, seven weeks for the Lions. Falcons suck. Colts, I don't know. Phillip Rivers sucks, but their defense is good. Vikings suck. Poor Kirk. He threw like four picks this week. Hate to see that for a Spartan dog. Hate. 
Hate to see it. But they stink. Washington, my God. Panthers are pretty good, actually. But, again, a very winnable game. Texans stink. Bears, oh, I guess they're good. They're 5-1. and one. Their defense is good. I still, like when you have an offense and a quarterback that just isn't it, I don't trust you. And then Packers, probably going to be a loss. Titans. Titans have been good. I think are they undefeated? They're either five and one or six and zero or five and zero, and then Bucks and then Vikings to end it. But these next four or next seven, winnable, winnable. Falcons, Colts, Vikings, Washington, Panthers, Texans, Bears, winnable games. I mean, we go six and one. That's we're we're right there. We're eight and four coming through that. We're right in the playoff race, and I don't see why we can't. Falcons, now we see. Now we see the Jags aren't great. But look at the Falcons aren't great either. The Vikings aren't great either. The Washington isn't great. Like, even Indy. Indy Indy's like the best Indy and the Bears. Like, even though they're good or better, are they that great? Like, I don't think Indy's that great. Phillip Rivers, if we do what we did today, those aging quarterbacks, they can't really move anymore. You send pressure on third down, on, be, on these big passing downs. What's Phillip Rivers going to do? He's not going to scramble and beat you with his legs. He's going to sit there, get claustrophobic. He doesn't have arm strength with no one around him. He certainly doesn't have arm strength throwing off his back foot. Like Now it's about Patricia keeping this scheme. Like It worked this week. The blitzing worked. Sending guys worked. Please stick with it. I beg of you. Like Matt Ryan's the same. He's not going to – like if you send five, Matt Ryan's not going to evade pressure and th- gun it downfield. None of these guys are like the first, maybe Teddy Bridgewater and Deshaun Watson, maybe reevaluate and kind of go back to the scheme you played against Arizona. But these other guys that aren't as mobile, like it worked, please. I'm begging you to stick with it. People that are saying the Lions should just lose these games. So Patricia can get fired. Shut up, shut up. It's such a loser mentality. It pisses me off. Shut up. Look at these next seven games and tell me we can't go six and one. Tell me we can't. After what you saw yesterday, team looked revitalized coming out of the bye. The offense was great, clicking, ran the ball, threw the ball, just clean. Defense looked inspired. Getting to the quarterback, I mean, even a few of the four-man the four-man rushes, we weren't like we're not hitting them, but we're like getting around him. We're making him feel the pressure. Like he feels claustrophobic and closed in on. Now he's starting to throw the ball sooner than he wants to. Like we looked like a legit football team. And again, obviously if Swift catches that pass week one, we're three and two, which I think if the Lions were right now, we're three and one, people would be or three and two. You wouldn't be seeing, I hope we lose the rest of the way. I you wouldn't be seeing that. If we're three and two right now, people are like, all right, yes, this is exactly where I thought we would be. We should be three and two. If you said that, you'd be like, this is where I thought we would be through the beginning of this schedule. Listen, nine and seven might make the playoffs this year. Ten and six certainly will make the playoffs this year. Once we get through those seven, Packers is going to be a tough one. Titans, Bucks, Vikings again. Vikings should be another win. And then Titans and Bucks. I'm not super convinced on either of them. Tom Brady in, a, in his advanced age, I'm not sold on. And the Titans, as long as Ryan Tannehill's their QB, if you as long as you don't let Derrick Henry run for 300 yards on you like the Texans just did, you're going to have a chance to beat them too. And it's not like their defense is, is electric either. They just gave up 36 to the Texans. We have a path to the postseason. It is very much still there and very much so in our grasp. We, and even these games, like the Bears, the tough loss, Saints tough loss. Like 
by no means are we getting like completely outclassed. The philosophy has been too conservative, and it seemed like it changed today. Offensive play calling has been too conservative in the second half. Seemed like that changed today. Defensive philosophy when it comes to rushing the quarterback has been way too conservative. That started to change yesterday, not today, excuse me. Like, we looked like something happened in the bye week and and we kind of figured it out or maybe – I don't know. Like, I don't know if Patricia changed his own mind or someone got in his ear, but it seems like we've kind of identified the problems we've been having. We've identified ways of fixing them, and we started to implement those solutions this week. And we fucking – like, we murdered the Jags. That game was never even – it was never close. They never had a shot from the moment it started. That was a Detroit win. Everyone knew it. Anyone who watched it knew it. Next week, we have to get to three and three. This is the key. This is a key game because now if you go, if you go two and four, statistically, realistically, there is still a path. You'll like. Who are we going to lose to twice? P- Packers and Bucks. Like even if we lose a third to the Titans, nine and seven. Still, with the I, the expanded format, might get in. We get to three and three next week, coming off back to back wins. Granted, they are against the Jags and the Falcons, but let's see how the game goes too. If it's another thirty four sixteen, Matt Ryan's not doing anything. We're pressuring the quarterback. We're running the football. We're three and three now going into the Colts. Like I'd imagine, they're going to be feeling good in the locker room. Fans are going to be feeling good. We have some losses to play with. The schedule's easy. The next six, like. The best team we play in the next six games are either the Colts or the Bears, neither of which are teams that I am like certain will beat us. I think both of those games, I'm going to go and being like, we should win this game. I don't see – Phillip Rivers doesn't scare me one bit. I know their defense is good, but I love our offense. I mean, I think we have a good offense when they call offense like they're trying to score and not like they're trying to ice a game in the third quarter. Winnable game, Bears, I know they beat us once. I know they're 5-1. and one. I don't care. Winnable game. Should have beat him the first time. I think we got momentum. We've, we've solved some of our mistakes. We're not going to just let Mitch Trubisky sit back there or Nick Foles and torch us in the fourth quarter and come back. I think that's a winnable game too. I mean, the only games I'm looking at, Packers probably not going to win. Titans and Bucks too. Those are the only three games where it's like, I, w- I wouldn't say the Lions are going to win. <sighs> this team still has life. It's a great win. First time all year, certainly, and in the last couple of years, it's been nice to watch from start to finish a four-quarter Lions game where we just dominated and you're like, this is awesome. This is actually a good team. We're fixing our mistakes. We're improving. Individual players are improving. Swift, Okuda, Davis. Like, God, it felt good, man. It felt good. Credit to credit where credit's due. Patricia, thank you for deciding to blitz for once. Thank you, Bevel, for calling offense. Like, the game isn't over at halftime. Let's keep it rolling. Falcons next week. Big game. I don't know. Maybe I'll do a preview on one of these podcasts. Well, I don't know. This is kind of the preview, but big game. Get to three and three. There's life in this team. Don't you dare quit on this team now. We got cake the next seven. There's life. Playoffs are still an option. Let's go cats. One pride. I'll be back tomorrow. Thank you.